welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast. I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connor to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we're discussing all the goings on at Pokemon Worlds, including the closing ceremony announcements, as well as a quote from the Pokemon Company's Chief Operating Officer about balancing quality with deadlines. We're also talking about a 19th Terra type that is being confirmed to be appearing in Generation 9 and, and, uh, and in our Devil's Advocate section... We'll be arguing whether we should be allowed to generate Pokemon in the competitive scene. And as always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamp in the description below. Connor, you're looking very, very dapper today. I'm loving this uh, top that you've oh, got going you. on. No, it's just because I'm sweating through the t-shirts, so... <laughs> so you're just Cover covering up the evidence. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about it. I, I am a hot boy. I run hot. I am one of those who... I'm great to cuddle during the winter, during the summer... Yeah. I, I have to have the quilt off me, a fan yeah. on me. But I also, you, are you one of these where you can't sleep if there's not something covering you? Because mm, I am. No, no, I, 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 can't, I can't sleep if there's not something covering me. But I'm one of those weird ones, I think, that if I'm too hot, I do almost half and half. Like, legs out, top half out, and I just have it covering. Just, co- just covering the middle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's what I mean. I have to have something over me. I have to. It, yeah. Like, even if it's the thinnest little sheet, something has to be covering me. Otherwise, I just can't sleep. I can so, understand uh, that. Yeah, I'm hot, and therefore I look hot today. There you go. That's that's. What You've got your fan on, there. though, haven't you? Normally have a fan on, right? I have. I've got a fan on. It's actually been really bugging me the last couple of weeks, because I thought I had a method of de- removing the fan audio, but um, it's it's not being as clean as I like it to be. Oh, is so, it not? For, for our listeners at home, I apologize. Oh, it's fine. I haven't no. I, I notice it when we talk on Discord because whenever mm. you start talking, Discord opens up the gate, and then I can hear it. But in where, when I've been listening back, I've not. I've not noticed it. I uh, see. I don't know. I I notice it all the time. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because you're aware of it and and are editing Poss- possibly. The audio. I think that's the case because I, I don't. I don't think many people will know. If maybe. you hear it, let me know. That's yeah. It. Comments, tweets. There's still it. One star tweets. review. Right, what are we, right, we need to address this quickly. What oh, okay, are we calling yeah. it now? Are we calling uh, it tweets or are apparently, we calling it excretes? Appar- excretes. <laughs> apparently, the, the known as X's now, but I, I flat that's, refuse. That's a horrible name. No. They, they no, are the, excrements, the as far as I'm concerned. If you're not calling, calling them tweets, they're excrements. Like, I, I honestly do not get this. You, you excrements. <laughs> I honestly do not get what you spend. Is it billions on. 44 a, billion. Was 44 billion. Yeah. On. One of the most recognized names and brands. The company was failing. Like, yes. outright, the company was failing. All you bought was a name. And yes. now you've got rid of it. Yep. 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 It's, it's absolutely bizarre. Like, surely change the platform, but keep the Twitter brand. Yeah. Rather than changing it. Like, the, the issue there wasn't the brand, the issue there was the platform. Anyway, I'm not a I'm not a social we're, we're, media we're, expert. We're, we're not a tech <laughs> podcast. Anyway, this is not what we're on about. It's just we're going to continue saying our Twitter links at the end rather than our X links because yeah, that the, just, the, it the, sounds yeah. dirty as well. Like yeah, X has X a very specific connotation in the online yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. When when X introduces X videos, it just. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Let's move on to the first (laughs) discussion point this week. Connor has watched most of Pokemon Worlds? The vast majority of it, yeah. So I went up, as I said, with uh, a couple of my YouTube buddies, Baker Bulbasaur, Tommy Lou, and my editor, Lewis. We all went up to watch it at Baker's house. 
skip through a lot of the sort of preamble and a lot of the pausing between the games, which there's quite a lot of. Um, I will flat out say that we skipped Go. Okay. I I have no shame in that. Go is not an exciting spectator sport um, as far as I'm concerned. But we watched pretty much all of TCG. We watched a lot of VGC. VGC is a little bit hard. <sighs> great. I've got thoughts on VGC. I'll come back to it. TCG okay. was great. And Unite is always fantastic because the commentators in that. I have no idea how the commentators for Unite get away with what they do. Okay. So if you've ever watched the Unite stream, these guys are showing up in like fully sequined suits and just talking complete garbage. Right. For, for for eight minutes and then just it sounds like an auction at the last two minutes oh and here's yeah. a... like oh my god what is happening <laughs> <laughs> somebody's winning and i don't know who <laughs> yeah but it's great and they're very very entertaining and in fact when the uh when it all started there was a 15 minute countdown to the start of world to the start of the opening ceremony which unfortunately started 15 minutes later than it should have. So we oh. we stayed up to watch the opening ceremony, and then it was 15 minutes late, and then there was a 15 minute timer on screen. Oh yeah, what time? What was the thing? What what's? I don't know the uh, the, the about time two difference. in the morning. <laughs> you stayed up till two in the morning most days. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a bunch of people together who have really horrible sleep patterns. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> but we also weren't waking up till 10 in the morning, so it was fine. Yeah, um, but. It was really interesting because you'd have just a 15-minute countdown timer on mm. the three main channels or the three main TCG, Go, and VGC. But over on Unite, they've created this whole pre-show that they're doing. They've got all these videos running in the background, and it's like, do you know what? I don't know who signed off on this being this fun, yeah. but I appreciate it. And, you know, I think it was day one of Unite was on the official Pokemon channel. And then it was off on the Unite channel. Mm. So I'm not sure what agreements have happened there, but I'm really happy it's happened. I think Unite's- that's a MOBA thing. Yeah. MOBAs just tend to, like, Pokemon Be Unite. Be their own thing. Yes, that's it. Pokemon Unite feels like eventually it it will just grow to the point where it could potentially, it could potentially do its own World. event without yeah. worlds yeah i i wouldn't like i wouldn't be surprised given the state of league given the state of things like oh god what's the other one dota, dota 2 yeah dota 2 you know given the state of how big those events get yeah i would see here's the pokemon world championship and here's the unite world championships which is just as big yeah give it 10 years easy easily done Oh, definitely, and it's got the le- like the fact that Pokemon Go has been going for seven years now. Unite could easily be going all that long, and I think the the credit to Unite is the fact that it's managed to almost nail down a niche in the uh, MOBA community where they could have just copied the successful hmm. MOBAs, but instead they went, no, let's let's do our own spin, which is ten minute shorter games um, that are. A lot less. Oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? There's for the casual player, you don't yep. need to know about the different roles, the jungling, the laning period. Like you can literally just jump in. But that's what sets 
the teams that come to the championship apart is because they have all this knowledge of they know when the laning laning period is over they know when to to go into their jungle they know when to invade the opponent's jungle like they know when to gank and all this kind of stuff you know all these technical terms that they have and I, it's one of the reasons why i think out of the you know the different uh, categories of of events you can watch between go tcg vgc and unite unite's probably the one that i find the most exciting yeah because- and that's coming from two people who kind of don't really like unite that much like i i can't play it i tried to play it over the weekend yeah. and it just frustrated me i got into that same mindset i did before of i'm just getting angry at this game yeah, which is yeah. supposed to be fun it's not for me but my God, is it a good spectator sport? Agreed. Because yeah. it's just intense and it's fast and you see these players pull things off that you don't think should be possible. Like if you've played a game of Unite, then go and watch a professional world championship ranked game. It's it's unbelievably how it's unbelievable how different it is, how fast the game becomes what sort of risks players are taking, what mm. they're capable of pulling off, how long they can just survive and keep killing everything in their way. Good times. And Unite finished day two. We now na- we have had Unite at two world championships now. And we had our first world champions crowned last year. And they were crowned our first undefeated world championships wow or sorry not undefeated but they have retained that title yes yes wow so full year later and and they've pulled it off again okay i'm funnily enough i'm um i'm going to be watching some of worlds next tuesday because we we will get me and molly and my daughter are going a wedding on monday so tuesday is just like a write-off day we're going to be tired we're going to be a little bit hungover so i've already said to my daughter you know what we'll we'll watch the end of each of the days so go vgc tcg i don't think she'll be that excited about but then i remember last year we watched it after i got married and I remember watching Unite, and that was just, I'm just, she was just sat there in silence, just watching the, the, like, Unite is just chaos, especially those last two minutes where Rayquaza appears, and it's all just absolutely kicks off because, like, okay, at, at any moment, somebody's going to take that first move, and then everyone just uses their Unite moves. Everyone just jumps into the middle, the chaos, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing watch i am looking forward to to watching it uh tcg was the one we were most excited about again it's a little bit harder to watch if you're not somebody who's already invested in the game yeah um because you kind of need to know what you're looking at however oh this was this was an interesting year so we had going into this tournament two players two of probably the biggest players we've ever had in tcg arguably, and they are certainly the two biggest players this year. Um, Tord Reklev and Azul Garcia. Between the two of them, they had more points than like most of the other people in the competition combined. So you get championship points by winning tournaments and placing high in tournaments and things like that. They just had all the points. They attended pretty much every every international, every championship they could take part in, and they placed really highly in all of them. Tord Reklev was favorite to win, and it looked like we were going into the final eight. We were on track for an Azul Azul Garcia, 
Tordoreklev final. That's what we were prepped for, and that's what okay. everybody wanted. And then I'm just trying to find his name. Uh, I believe it was Vance. I can't find his name. It's going to really bug me. Um, a oh, Vance Kelly. There you go. Vance Kelly is a player who came through, met Azul Garcia in the semifinals. They both played Mu Max, a Mu deck, and Vance Kelly won. Massive upset. Right. We were denied the Azul versus Tord final that we wanted. That wasn't enough, Vance Kelly. He oh, decided okay. to go to the finals and take down the favorite for the entire tournament really? and say, not only am I denying you the finals you wanted, I'm taking the whole goddamn thing home for myself. Wow. So, <laughs> so good. And the thing is, there are people out there who will say he won on time and time alone. Okay. It did. The game went to time. Time in TCG is a little bit awkward. Um, usually you get time hits. Whoever's turn it is when time hits is turn zero. Then there's three turns to play out. Opponent's mm-hmm. turn, your turn, opponent's turn. After that, in a normal game, um, it's if you don't if nobody wins within those three turns, it's tie. Okay. In a finals match where they've got one game each, you can't go to tie. There's no tie no. in the finals. So it comes down to whoever takes the most prizes. Which I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. So there will be people out there, and I know there are people out there because I've read the comments, who will say Tor should have won and he was robbed by time. Okay, right, because he probably had the better setup, but he didn't have time if, to play if, the setup. If if the game played out, yeah. he probably could have won. Right. But with the time rules as they were, he lost. Ooh, it was a very okay. good game. Yeah. It was a very well-played game on both players' halves. My argument is, and I'm going to get hate for this, and I don't even care. Tord is well aware of the timer. And he yeah. has won many, many matches on timer before. He knows how to play right. it. He plays it well. He tried to play. As far as I'm concerned, he played his first match really slow because he was going for time. Okay. Because he thought he had the first match. Yeah. And then he got, and then he, because he lost that first match, playing for time, playing slowly, ended up biting him. Right. Interesting. Okay. So it was a fascinating match. I know there are people who'd be upset, but Vance Kelly, for me, earned that spot, earned his win, and very, very well-played match. Okay. VGC. How do I talk about VGC? So I'm not a VGC player. It was... The seniors match was really interesting because in the seniors match, they had one of the players had a whole bunch of different Pokemon. Like there was a Gastrodon. (laughs) There was a Gastrodon. There was a Sylveon. Those are Pokemon that you just don't typically. We we didn't see this meta. So this year it was Fluttermane, Iron Hands, uh, Amoongus, and, you know, you'd maybe Chimpow. The Sabertooth Tiger mm-hmm. uh, Quartet. And then you might run one or two different Pokemon. But you would definitely run those four. Yeah. Seniors match, this guy ran none of them. Brilliant. That's what I want to see. Absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal game. Like when somebody's bringing Grim Snarl and winning, cool, let's go. 
When okay. was, the Rillaboom was like, it wasn't an anti-meta pick, but it was definitely more out there than a lot of the teams we saw. The Masters match, a little bit more disappointing. The guy who didn't bring Amoongus just got Amoongus to death. He just got <laughs> he, he, he just got spored and that was it. Yes, that, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the most... As a spectator, oh, I found it really disappointing. I found oh, it really uneventful. And the worst thing is you could look at the match and go, yes, that was the right play. That was the optimal play, but it just wasn't very exciting. Right. You know, I remember, so I used to be a Chelsea fan back in the day. I don't really watch football anymore. I used to be a Chelsea fan back in the day when they were under Mourinho, and people used to say, oh, all they do is defend. They're great at defending, and it wins some matches, but they're really boring to watch. And that was kind of how it felt of like, yeah, yeah you're winning, but it's just not great to watch. Yes. I can understand that. But as a player, uh, you, go you, play for the win. You, you, you go for the win. Yeah, Regardless absolutely. of how you get it, you go for the win. And as I say, it was the optimal strategy. It made absolute sense. Fair play to them. What was really interesting? So we talked a couple of times about spectator mode. Yes. So I have I've seen a couple of screenshots where the, the layout just looks very different. But is it? Did it live up to what you wanted from spectator mode? Eventually, eventually, right? Okay. Right. So they didn't use spectator mode at all until top eight. Wait, what? I, I think it was we because we and Lewis have been sat there all weekend going, "Where's spectator mode?" We got shown yeah. it in the opening ceremony. Yeah. Where's my spectator mode? I, you should be using it. And then we finally watched one match, and it wasn't in spectator mode, but they changed the stadium. They changed I've the stadium. I've seen loads of people. Yeah. yeah, so there's loads of people. It's um, in the square, uh, yeah. Mexico's square. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of fireworks going off. It's at nighttime. There's loads of people around. Great looking stadium. But all they showed was the stadium, and they're still showing one person's side of the screen. I'm like, why have they, why have they done that? And then once we finally got to top eight, they switched in spectator mode. And I'm just sitting there going, why haven't we done this why? all weekend? If you've got I, it available to you, use it. What? Why? Yeah, the only thing I can think of is... is Okay, okay. so I, I just need to clear something up here. So but the top eight and then mm-hmm. everything below that, it looked exactly the same except for the spectator functionality. Is that right? Or did it look different as well? Uh, so everything below top eight was done in the school field. Okay. And you watched one person's perspective of the okay. game. Two, okay. you, as in you pick, you saw them picking all their moves and all that kind of stuff as well. Okay. Where spectator mode pulls you out of that. You don't see any of the moves being picked. You get different camera angles. You get a different stadium. And the whole layout is different. You get to see yeah. what Pokemon each player has available to them, which ones they brought so far, which ones have been knocked out. None of that was available until top eight. So and I that, just don't get why. <laughs> okay, that feels to me that the reason they've done it is because, okay, top eight, the, the, these are the big, exciting games now. Let's make it look big and exciting as well. I, I think that's a terrible decision. They should have just had that at the start, spectator mode, because like just being at Worlds is a spec- like it's amazing. Congratulations on getting there. You don't want to be we've spoken about the school field is just disappointing compared to the sword and shield stadium. Like 
you we we don't want I wouldn't want any of worlds to be on that basically a minimized football pitch. Like, and we're only doing it for the players who are already on stream. Yeah. The players who are already being pulled out and having to set them up and having to get them mic'd up and having to get their headsets on so they can't hear the crowd and things like that. That's all this is all happening already. Yeah. <laughs> what extra steps need to play, take place to go, all right, and now spectator mode is turned on. Strange decision. Strange decision. I, I, I do have a, a follow-up question. All the people in Mesagoza, was it laggy? It's frame rate issues. Okay, so so the first, I will say, the first match where they introduced the stadium but not the spectator yeah. mode, yeah, no, it was really laggy. Was it? <laughs> yeah, no, there was Pokemon disappearing and everything. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, and then it's not great as well. Like, even in the top eight, you you see, oh, wow, there's all these people in the background. And then you see they're all going. <laughs> just, just fist pumping. Just but ever so slightly. Oh, that's such a shame. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I, you know, I can't help but feel that mess goes with everyone looking. I can't help but feel... That sh- that was planned to be included for the Nimona fight, yeah. And then just never, they just couldn't get round to finishing it in time because it feels like because the, the Nimona fight, Scarlet Violet's dead weird that everyone just kind of turns up to watch, but then I don't really remember them in the background watching. No, despite I've done that three times now, and I just don't remember much happening in the background. It's a little bit disappointing for what is supposed to be a big fight, but I am glad that they've they have finally moved away from you know the the top of the um um the the, the academy the school. yeah the school yeah I'm glad they've moved away from that it 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 had its place to start with they need to move away from it it's not epic enough for worlds not in the slightest. What so else? Yeah, eventually, it looked good. <laughs> good. Anything else that happened at Worlds? Um, there was. Well, here we go. Do you want to talk about? I oh, know we'll come into that later. I was going to say, do you want to talk about the people who got disqualified from VGC? But we'll come on to that later. On to that later because that is an interesting topic in itself. Uh, other than that, nothing too exciting. I want to say. We obviously got the announcement at the closing ceremony. Next World Championships is taking place in Hawaii. I don't oh, know why really? I said it like that. I just I, I don't uh, so no, I'm me. I'm not quite sure why either, but that would be quite <laughs> it, it would be quite nice to I'd imagine that'd be a nice, relaxing atmosphere for worlds. Hopefully it's in Honolulu, which is um one of the bigger cities in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember they were talking about the fact that, you know holding the world championships in Japan this year was massive because, Mm. you know, so many Japanese players don't really get to compete in these games because it's so expensive to travel for them. Also big up to uh, the home team who team Japan took home every single VGC championship this year. Really? They won won every single one. Wow. Uh, Juniors, seniors and masters, which well played. Um, so, but it's far easier for them to get to Hawaii. If it's going to be held in the US, Hawaii is the easiest one for Asian competitors to get to. Right. Doesn't make us, uh, Europeans life any easier, but 
if you're going to go anywhere, Hawaii seems like a great place to go. In fact, we were looking at flights out there and stuff. <laughs> How um, much? Go on. And I think between the four of us, we were like, oh, grand and a half for like five days hotel. Pretty good, okay. actually. Between That's four not people. too bad. Yeah. But you're talking about another grand and a half each for flights. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we, so we're probably giving a miss. Yeah, that is. It's such a shame, isn't it? Because and that's always the case: is the flights, the flights are what cripple you. It's not. It's never the hotel. It's never the tickets to the event. It's always the flights that that just dent the bank balance. Unfortunately. What else at Worlds then? Uh. That was really it. That's basically a lot of it I wanted to talk about, other than, as I say, the closing ceremony, where we got a whole bunch of announcements. We did, indeed. So, uh, let's just... do, you want, do you want me to start with the uh, simpler ones before we go into the DLC announcements? Yeah, what was simpler so we, announcements? So, 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 sorry, simpler ones. So we got Unite announcements. Okay, right, yes. Uh, we've got Blazer King coming. We've got okay, Mimikyu nice. coming. Ooh. And we've got Meowskarada, which is our first Scarlet and Violet mod. Oh, okay, okay. Some All of mods. those seem pretty fun. Yep. Can't wait to see how people use them. TCG. We are getting Paradox Pokemon in TCG. Oh, have we already not got Paradox no, Pokemon? No, we haven't had them yet. We've only had the Scarlet oh. and Violet base set, and then we've just had Obsidian Flames here. Yeah. Um, My daughter just got a pack of them today, and he's... And it's throwing me through the loop because the Cl- uh, Claude Sire is a dark type, and I can't I can't figure out why. Why is it poison. dark type? Oh, poison po- has been rolled po- into poison. Got rolled into dark. Okay, that makes so sense. So when fairy got moved into psychic, right. poison got moved out of psychic into dark. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's why. <laughs> okay. That makes um, sense. TCG wise, though. We're getting, as I say, Paradox Pokemon, which are labeled as Pokemon ain't or Ancient Pokemon and Future Pokemon. So Interesting. In a similar sense to we had previously Single Strike and Rapid Strike to do with the Urshifus. We're now getting Ancient Pokemon and Future Pokemon, which is fascinating that, that those are the words they've chosen. Mm, because they, it's be- never... No. Never mentioned in the games that they are... Like it's not flat out stated. It's kind of hinted, but it's yeah, a. But it, 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 I don't know if this is the nail in the coffin to the, the imagination Pokemon thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's got to be right because how could you? We've got future and ancient Pokemon, and then the DLC is like, no, it was it's, it's imagination Pokemon. I'd be like, wait, what? Like they will. We'll find out at some mm. point soon, surely. Okay. Um, the other big part is Ace Spec is coming back. What's now, this? so Ace Spec is there are a bunch of cards within the card game that you can only play one of, like one mm. of an entire set of cards in your deck. So at the moment, we've got Radiant Pokemon. These Pokemon are super powerful. They're so powerful that you can only play one of them in your deck. So you can play Radiant Greninja, uh, Radiant Alakazam, Radiant Gardevoir, Radiant Jirachi, but you can only play one of them. We used to have, um, I can't remember what it is, Hollow Star, something star. Somebody could remind me. Um, it was a certain star Pokemon. And again, you can only run one of them. 
And then you had Ace Spec, which was a very, very powerful trainer card. Very powerful trainer card. But again, you could only run one of them. And they're coming back in the next set. So that's to be looked forward to. Nice. Okay. And that brings us nicely on to our Scarlet and Violet DLC announcements. Yes. Um, so we got a short, about three and a half minute trailer at the very end that broke down a couple of new additions to uh, Scarlet and Violet's DLC, starting with the announcement that all the previous starters are coming to the games, which we didn't get. How do you get. feel about that? It's... How do I? How? Oh, that, that's a that's a that's a loaded question, but I feel like yes, I have to is. ask it. Okay, so um, it, it from a consumer point of view, I'm happy that I will have the chance to get all of these Pokemon. From a business point of view, I thought that I what I was getting from Game Freak is that they wanted to limit the amount of Pokemon in each generation to kind of give Pokemon almost time out so they don't need to invest as much time in you know upscaling all of these and adding the new you know the the glossy fear and stuff to them i'm just a little bit confused why you 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 missed out some of the starter pokemon from sword and shield so why would you not continue that because what we've done is we've removed the pokemon we know you love from the game so that we can sell them back oh, to you you're right yeah that's how it feels to me. Which... And it was one of my biggest worries when they announced in Sword and Shield that they weren't going to do the full decks anymore. I was like, they're yep. going to sell these Pokemon back to us. Yeah. And that and... feels like exactly what they've done. Yeah. And d- this same argument came up with um, the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. And Game Freak's response, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back a little bit now. Game Freak's re- response was, no, you can still get the Pokemon you would just need to be traded the Pokemon. Which... Yeah, you could still trade them up through home and things like that. You could bring these Pokemon from a previous generation. You can bring them through from whatever other games you have them available in. But to catch them, you would have to be in the DLC locations. Yeah, and for... I'm... And let's not forget I... that these Pokemon, a lot of them have been brought through in raids already. Yeah, I'm probably a bit biased here to be. I'm probably the wrong person to ask. And the reason why is because I already have all these Pokemon in home. So for me, it's a bit of a non-conversation from my perspective because it's a case of, well, yeah, if I want these Pokemon, I'll just go into home, bring them out. But if I was to think of this from the point of view of um, somebody who maybe only started on the Switch era, for example. So you've got, you know, let's go Arceus... Uh, BDSP, Sword and Shield, and um, uh, Scarlet and Violet. There are several of those starters that I cannot access at the moment because, let's say, for argument's sake, I haven't got a 3DS. I haven't got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I haven't got all these older games. So how do I get hold of these Pokemon? And you're absolutely right. Well, yeah, to, if you start on the Switch, I don't think you can have Chikorita. No, you can't. Chikorita has been missing for a very long time. Um yeah. It's it's it was a bit you could get it in BDSP, but I think I played a randomizer. That's how I got a hold of it. I'm pretty sure you would have to trade it in. But mm-hmm. how do you trade it in? Because it's not in any of the other games. So unless you've managed to move it from whatever game to bank and then from bank to home, like 
And you know what? From a new, from thinking about it, going a little bit deeper, if you are a new player and you've started with the Switch and think, you know what? I'm going to go back and play some of the older games on the 3DS, complete a living Pokedex and trade uh, and and you know transfer them up. You won't be able to get bank anymore anyway. So yeah. so yeah, actually, you've got a really good point that yes, it is very much. Depending on your perspective, it, it could be a case of, yeah, they're, they're selling you access to Pokemon that were once available, and now you need to... Because let's be honest with you, what are you going to do? Okay, I'll spend 30 quid on the DLC and complete my Pokedex, or I'm going to attempt to wonder trade, or go on social media to try and persuade people to trade these Pokemon. And hope I, I don't I've get tried, a hacked one. Yeah, I've tried that. It's an absolute nightmare trying to trade Pokemon when you don't have a close friend or family member that also has a Switch with the alternative vision. It's an absolute nightmare trying to go on Reddit, for example, and go, I've got this Pokemon, will you trade me this? Oh, no, I've got the Pokemon you want, but the Pokemon you're offering to give me, I don't need that, so sorry. It's like, I'll just do me a favor and help me out. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, they, they did this with, with Sword and Shield, and no doubt they will continue to do this i think this is going to be the reoccurring thing now is you get a set number of pokemon probably around you know a couple of hundred in the base game and if you want the rest while well, it's a case of dlc or see if they're in a previous release generation and trade them i don't agree with it but i think that's where we're moving to so there's a line in uh the online page referring to the first partner pokemon being available you might even get the rare chance to see first partner Pokemon as they live in the wild. Which, of course, makes sense because we've never seen starters in the wild. Because, you know, there's the yeah, joke that no, these yeah. Pokemon are effectively legendaries because there's only one of them available to you. Yeah. We're going to see them in the wilds, supposedly in spades, as quoted. Um, there's two things that wind me up about that. One, okay. it's not in the wild. Because this is in the terrariums what? of a Blueberry Academy, which it's is man-made. effectively a zoo. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's right, not, yeah. I, I don't yeah. care how realistic your environments are. You're running a zoo. Yeah. Um. So this is not wild Pokemon. And the other thing is as well, like I've seen what your Pokemon in the wild look like, and it ain't it. That ain't what I want to see. No, it ain't enough. <laughs> it's not enough. And the trailer does a great job of masking it. You see Totodile all happy and yapping. You get one Bulbasaur asleep and one Bulbasaur away. You get enough of split second, you know, animations that aren't special. They are literally, yeah, that's just what it does in the wild. Every Pokemon has that one animation that it does, whether or not it's Tauros suddenly charging at you, whether or not it's uh, a, a Meowth just meowing and running at you. Like, they all have that one animation, which is the... I've seen so much shiny, I'm going to run to it. And we we see that with the score bunny in the trailer. The score bunny just runs along. And, you know, some people might go, oh, great, that's what score bunny does. Score bunny loves running. It's like, yeah, but that's that's what it's going to do in the overworld. It's going to see you and it's going to either run towards you or run away from you. And that's literally the clip they have taken for the trailer. Yeah, let's not, let's, let's, not rem- let's not forget that this is in dev mode. So the camera angle is not a camera angle you can achieve. Yeah. And they've assigned these Pokemon to do specific animations that they're not going to do when you walk up to them. Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. It'll be really cute if I walk up to a herd of Bulbasaur and they all turn to look at me at once. It's going to be adorable the first time. And then I'm going to be like, all right, can you 
can you do something though? Do can something. I see what Bulbasaur yep. do in the wild. No. Okay. No. Why can't it? Come on. Come on. You're asking too much. I you're am clearly. Too- <laughs> I want too much from this massive franchise. What's billion? Whatever it is. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So let's talk about the other uh, announcements in the closing ceremony trailer. We got the re- uh, reveal of two new Pokemon moves: Psychic Noise. Yep. And upper hand. Psychic noise, I'm sure. I'm less excited about that, but actually I can see both of these being used in competitive. Upper hand has the potential to be absolutely busted in competitive. If you can predict that that um the fake out or the um oh what what's the what's the other one? Uh sucker punch. If you can predict yep. those and land that, really useful. Psychic noise, I think we'll see a little less use of because from what I have seen when I watched Wills last year, while there was healing, it wasn't as common as priority moves. But regardless, I think we, I think we'll we'll see someone's run this in the competitive scene moving forward. They are good so moves. Healing was kind of massive this year because Among was Us it? was such a big player, and Among Us right. Pollen Puff. Yes. So Pollen Puff it does damage your opponent or it heals your allies. So we did see a lot of that. How long does it prevent healing for? Is it a case of like, um, is it heal block? It's just until this Pokemon switch out, that's an effect on it. You can't heal mm. it at all. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, it does it for abilities. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is interesting. Oh. This attack also prevents the target from recovering HP through moves. So no recover. Yep. Abilities. So, oh, all right. So that that's an interesting one. Because what healing abilities are there? So there's so like there's poison ones... heal. Poison yeah. heal and things like that. But the big one's regenerator. How would that would that Yeah, exactly. Is it it is a it, it can't Is it a lasting effect? Does it affect you once you go mm. into the Pokeball? Don't know. That that's one that could be game changing if it shuts yep. down regenerator. Or items for a certain ah, for a certain number of turns. Okay. 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 Interesting. Play around it. I again if it's only on Gardevoir, I don't see it get played. No. If it yeah, you you the, these moves do sound great, but if they're only available to one or two Pokemon, might be quite limited. I mean we saw I think was Harry Armor using upper hand. Um, I think upper hand will be widely to be honest, it doesn't say that either of these are signature moves. I could no. see psychic noise if if Cresselia gets psychic noise. Oh yeah. That's gonna be ridiculous. That's gonna be ridiculous ridiculous um and upper hand as you it's all about prediction upper hand yeah because especially if it's a case of this move will fail if the target wasn't readying a priority move that's a Mm. big gamble it's it's yeah it really is but there are certain you think you you click a priority move that's not a gamble yeah you click this it's it's on the same level like faint yeah faint is a move that you go through protect but you have to hope that your opponent's using protect that turn otherwise it yeah. doesn't do anything yeah um those are be- the kind of, those are the moves though that like 
you never hear about all the times it's failed. You only hear about the one time in a finals that somebody, you know, went to use sucker punch thinking they guaranteed the win only for the other person to use upper hand and completely reverse the tide of the fight. Like, they're the times that you're going to hear about. I, I, I've got a feeling both of these we will hear about them at some point, but you won't hear about all the times that someone clicked upper hand. It did absolutely nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sucker punch Chien Pao was a threat it was like strong meta you had to play around sucker punch chien pao this would have made maybe that less of a staple because someone could run this and shut that down mm. it'd be it'll be i will be interested to see how players adopt these this could be ver- very much on the same level as covert cloak where everybody looks at it and goes that looks great and then it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, no one uses it. Yeah, there was quite but, a lot of new introductions to Scarlet and Violet with items and abilities that just haven't really seen much use, if any, in the competitive mm-hmm. scene, which is a shame. Again, until these things get tested, no one can yeah. really say how good or bad they're going to be. No, definitely not. We also got some announcements around Raging Bolt. I believe this is the first time we've had we've got it. the typings yes electric dragon for raging bolt uh and which is interesting psychic steel for I'm, uh for iron crown iron crown i'm, I'm a which is interesting steel it, se- it seems like the um swords of justice terror uh, paradox pokemon are all psychic type instead of fighting type yeah which okay not sure uh, why but okay yeah, I like the th- I like the theming. So we can confirm that whatever Entei is going to be as well is going to be Fire Dragon, right? Because okay, okay. Way- what do you what do you what do you think? <laughs> That's actually a really cool idea. What do you think Entei is going to be now? So we've got like uh, a Raptor. We've got a Brontosaurus type mm-hmm. thing. What okay. do you reckon? So, so there's there's the argument of Triceratops, Stegosaurus, yep. Pterodactyl. I've seen. Yeah, I find hilarious. Hmm. What are you leaning towards? So I I I've seen the Triceratops and we obviously discussed Stegosaurus. However, what I'm thinking is we've so far had what is probably a um a herbivore. We've had a uh, what's the one that only eats meat? Carnivore. So I think we might get something that's maybe does both. Omnivorous. So yeah, yeah. But I couldn't tell you what dinosaur was that, to be quite honest with you. I think it might be something that's ocean based. Because oh. we've had because we've had Walking Wake, which is you know, it's on land. You've got then Raging Bolt, which yes, is on land, but the fact that its head is so high and it's the clouds, it's potentially the sky. So where do you go from that? Something in the water. But then it's a fire type. That that's what's throwing me here. But I I could see you doing something where it's like. But he's the lava Pokemon. He's like yeah, a volcano Pokemon. So you he's just like maybe the maybe he's like a big plesiosaur with a volcano like island on his there back that he's made out of magma or something like that. I like that. You know, like you get those tiny little islands made of magma and things. Yeah, yeah. Or you could have, or it could just be it's it's technically water based, but it swims through lava. That could be its thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, we got um, a magma fish, didn't we? Yeah. So that's, oh, that's, I, that's I, my I, answer. You Wait, know what? I'm what about so you? ready for Entei to be a Leopluridon now. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what a Leopluridon is, you watched um, Jurassic World 
The the big one that eats the, the woman. The big fish that eats the woman. Who the poor has woman. A really, who just, really bad time in that film for no reason. She did not reason. deserve that. She did not deserve <laughs> anything she got. She was a great nanny. It's just the children were a nightmare and the children got her killed. And the children, the, at least the older one, should be tried in front of a court for what happened to that poor lady. Yeah, but tossed yeah, around I, by pterodactyls and eaten by Leo Pluridon out of nowhere. Rough. Yeah, yeah, but that—that's my answer. What? What about you? What? What are you leaning towards? I—I'm still on the Stegosaurus. I still okay, think it's—it's it's, the spikes on its back lean too far to that for me, and I think it—it it would be a good, a good pull. I can see that. I. What, what about? So we've had. Uh, so next up uh, would be Terrakion, right? Yes. But their their designs are quite safe, though, aren't yeah. they? They are just modernizing what is there so i don't think we're going to get any any major surprise no it'll, it'll be a rock of... psychic type and it'll look like a robot version of terrakion yeah rock fire rock psychic yeah okay yeah i, I it's just a safe option which is a shame because I, I quite like terrakion bizarrely it's a really weird one that's grown on me when i've had to use it in the past um what's along... rock psychic uh, we've had we have had a rock psychic, but oh can't, no, we uh, have. You're talking about no. like loon, um, loon, lunatone, and, and soul, soul rock. rock. Yeah, so we have had it before, but I don't think it's seen much. I don't think there are many rock psychics. Um, so it'd be a really interesting type, especially if it's a physical attacker, because usually if you have a rock psychic type, rock is physical moves typically, and the psychic moves are typically psychic. So it'll be quite good to have one that's actually probably gets a really good psychic type physical move to complement its already physical rock type move. So I'm really looking forward to that Pokemon hopefully having a really strong psychic type attack. And mm-hmm. speaking of the attacks, we had two new um we had uh Tachyon Cutter for Iron Crown, which guaranteed to hit twice in a row. So it was a move that was uh released in the trailer it showed it on Mimikyu because of course she showed it on Mimikyu because it's the first turn breaks the disguise the second turn deals damage so really good and then for Raging Bolt we had um, I've gotten written down and I don't know if this is a mistake Thunderclap ability strikes before a target attacks so is that its ability <laughs> or is it a move that I've missed I'm not entirely sure I'm gonna have to check <laughs> Double check because I'm really confused now because I've just obviously written down what's on there. If its ability is Thunderclap ability and it will always strike before target attacks, that's a little bit busted. It has priority on all its moves. Sounds a little bit overkill. Uh, I mean, new cool? move, Thunderclap, strikes okay. before targets attack. Okay, okay, so it is just a priority electric type move. Yeah, no bad thing. Okay. No, not a bad thing. But I think the biggest confirmation that we had in this i'm looking forward to the speculation on this and what you think we've had confirmation of a 19th terror type well ish wow so in the trailer we see uh, it's a montage of all the different uh, different terror types like popping up and you get that noise you get and then all of a sudden we see what i think is a crown surrounded by all the other 18 terror types and then it kind of transitions into this is the 19th terror type, and we see the icon, which is it looks a bit like a honeycomb, but it's basically is it Terrapagos? It's yep. the sh- it's the shell, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what this is. So should we just? I'll read out what it says on the website. Uh, something about it seems different from the 18 terror types we've seen before, but much is yet unknown. 
what is the truth behind this 19th tarot type? And Connor is here to tell us what the truth is. The truth is, it's not a 19th type at all. It's our Terramax forms that we've been waiting for. So Tell me more. Um, I right, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who came up with Terramax the... is in Gigantamax. Like they have a different So, so yeah, so what we discussed last week? Oh, possibly. It's been there for a little while, the idea that um you know certain terrestrial Pokemon will get you know, if you terrestrialize them into a certain typing, they'll get a very specific terraform. Um it Which was is hinted Professor... at Professor Cowrie on YouTube was the first person I saw come up with this concept of Terramax. Okay. Um, title uh, name goes goes to them. I'm not sure how they're going to play it out. This crown very much looks like it's supposed to be Terrapagos' crown. Mm. We have assumed up till now that Terrapagos could become any typing. A bit like Arceus with the A plates. bit like Arceus, but... Okay. What does that mean for Terra Blast? Does it mean that Terra Blast is always going to be super effective? You know, you terrestrialize into this 19th Terra type. Terra Blast is always super effective. Seems a little busted. Yeah, um, a little bit. We don't know if you're going to get that crown above your head or whether you're going to have a different kind of terrestrial form like we've seen with uh, Ogrepon or mm-hmm. as Terrapagos has themselves. It's all just a little bit up in the air. And I was a little bit, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit disappointed that this is all they showed us. Yeah, I needed more, didn't he? I, I know we will get more in the future. And I, th- this is, we, we are in, we're, we're in like the hype lead up at this point, which was the same as Scarlet and Violet, where literally every week of the podcast, we had a, a piece of news, whether or not that was written, a video, whatever it was. That's kind of where we're at the moment with the lead up to the first piece of DLC releases. It seems that every time we're doing this podcast, we have some kind of news that is themed around the DLC. No doubt what this is and how it will affect the Pokemon of the game will be revealed in the next week or two because we've only got what, a, uh, a month until the release date, the release of the first piece of DLC. Um, I'll be interested to know, because I, I was pretty firm, I think, last week, where I said, yeah, I don't think they're introducing custom forms, like Gigantamax forms for Pokemon, for terrestrialization, because of the amount of work that would need to go into that. And I, I kind of feel like, on the back of that, I think it will just be, it's, an, it's another hat. It, it's a crown, and that that's what we're giving. I hope that's not the case. I would love to it's, see it's it's a crown of crowns. Yeah, the crown of crowns, the king of kings. I I I do hope it is like this back Scalibur, for example. You know, it terrestrializes into this nineteenth terror type, and it you know completely changes how it looks. I hope that's the case. I still I still don't think it will be the case, which because surely. I'd like to think if that was the case, they would have shown that off. Like, here's Pascalibur. Oh, it's doing it. And then just it changes into this unique unique form. Stop the trailer there. Just let people speculate. Let people talk about it. Let the news machine run wild as people just geek out over. Oh, we're getting custom forms. But Yeah, I, I've got a random other thought as well. So at the moment, you get terror shards. And the terror shards allow you to change your terror typing. If this nineteenth terror typing 
is just outright better. But you can only get the terror shards in the DLC areas. You know what I mean? Suddenly we're gonna we're gonna be talking about Jenning Pokemon at some point during this episode. Yeah. At the moment you can be like, oh well, you don't need the DLC to get these Pokemon. You can have somebody who has the DLC trade them over to you. That's fine. Oh, but now you need somebody with the DLC to get these Pokemon and then grind up a bunch of terror crystals and then send that over. No, it's just not happening, is it? And I and I, I get that the some people might draw a comparison with Sword and Shield because you could when you got the DLC, you could uh, get the soup, wasn't it? That would give yeah, a gigantic soup. But the difference is, as far as I'm aware, Dynamax and G Max gave no benefit. It the, was just cosmetic, there, there was, right? No, 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 no. There was one oh. move. So usually with the G Max forms, your uh, main typing move would be different. Okay. So it did. It did make a difference, right? Um, not for every single Pokemon. Some Pokemon you would just use the basic Dynamax move anyway. Right. Um, because it was better. I think there was a Duraludon. I think their G-Max move was not as great as just G-Max Whirlwind. Okay. Or D-Max Whirlwind. G-Max Whirlwind. What the, what the words are hard. Um, I'll be interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold off on judgment until we see a little bit more. Um, it's exciting, though. I, I must admit that they are at least pulling... As they always do, actually, with the with the DLC is that it's not just here's a little bit of extra story and that's it. Like we are getting what we are getting more of what Pope makes Pokemon games great is you know new Pokemon, new moves, new abilities, and potentially new ways to play. So I am excited for this, but I want to see a little bit more. I don't think we're going to see anything more on this anytime no. soon because especially when it comes to this terrestrialization form. I wouldn't even be surprised if we didn't unlock this for ourselves until that post-post game mm. when you come back to Paldea. Potentially, like this, yeah. This, this crown is the hidden treasure of Area Zero. That's what the whole thing's building up to. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, oh, I could. Hey, I, 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 oh. I mean, we, start, we started down in Area Zero with terrestrialization. We finished down in Area Zero with terrestrialization. It makes sense. Once you've gone off, you've got Terrapagos, you bring them back home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will admit, though, one thing that I'm enjoying with this over Sword and Shield's DLC is Sword and Shield's DLC just felt like two separate adventures. It didn't, it didn't continue a story or a narrative. This feels like it's, while it might not be a direct continuation it feels like oh at least it is a continuation on what the base game delivered on which i'm excited for i think that's the right way to do to do a dlc but i guess we'll see when the dlc comes out uh two random match speculation thoughts from this uh closing trailer we had when the starters were introduced uh the first starters we see are syndical torchic Oshawa Piplup and Rowlet Snivy. Oh, the Hisuian. The Hisuian starters? I didn't even are think we, about that. Are we being introduced to what our next legend starters are going to be ahead of time? So remind me on what were, what were they again? So you've got Torchic, Ooh. Snivy, yeah. and Piplup. 
I would love to see an alternative form of a tour ship because I think most people by now have seen that Blaziken was originally... They basically had a Pokemon that they split out into Blaziken and Latias. Latias. Yeah, yeah, La- yeah. So these the, those two Pokemon were kind of fused to start with, and then they split them out. I would love to see them revisit that and go, okay, instead of it being fire fighting, it's fire dragon potentially as the the final evolution. I would love to see that. Um, Snivy is one of those Pokemon that I I feel like needs a bit of love because it's final evolution. You know, people always say I know people who swear and- by it. Yeah, I know people it, who swear by it, but it does nothing for me. No, In fact, agreed. a lot of the Gen 5 stars don't do a lot for me. Yeah, I, I would love to see them have another stab at, at Nivy. And then Piplup is a strange one because Empoleon, I think, is one of the best starter designs and best starter typings. I really do love that design. Um, you know, it's a steel penguin in the fact that its fins are just like m- giant metal sheaths. I, I love that design. Like The, the fact that it's front mask is a trident because it's a king of the ocean i absolutely love that design so I, it'd be interesting for me to see how do you how do you what take do you take on this because you've got a penguin which is a pretty safe design and how it mm-hmm. evolves so like i don't want more of that i want to see something completely different but i don't know what you would do with that other than it's another type of penguin yeah here's the other thought as well if these are suggesting at the next legend starters i think it leans more towards it being a legends johto than a legends unova given that snivy's part of it okay break go on why so snivy is already a unova pokemon true yes so obviously there are no rules to this they can do whatever they want yeah yeah but if we're drawing for being that like charlie day <laughs> meme and putting all our red wire up <laughs> you know it's it's uh yeah it's, 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 it's you, legends Yoto confirmed you heard it here first i heard it here first <laughs> oh well there you go that's what's going on the thumbnail in the title description right legends Yoto confirmed <laughs> yes that's that's how awful i am um oh. the other one the other one as well we got this terrestrial crown at the end hmm at the at the top, we see all the floating types with those like hexagons that we yeah. see. Those are very sort of terrestrial form inspired. But at the base of these crowns, we have all these little uh, diamonds. Look very Z crystal like. The other game mechanic that has been focused around typings quite heavily. Could we see that Terrapagos actually has some kind of tie in with Necrozma, and together they? are super duper powerful and things like that don't know completely speculative and have no further thoughts on it than hey that looks like a z crystal but i'm waiting to see where this goes yeah it's it'd be interesting if they did something like that because we've never i don't think we've ever seen it where two generations are really closely mixed or pokemon from two generations no i mean the closest we got was like lugia being the trio master for the birds but that's because lugia was kind of not really part of gen 2 until yeah. very late and they went uh make it that <laughs> yeah but any any excuse to see something or z crystal is one of those weird ones where the the more i talk about and the more i 
Z Crystal is one of them where if you had to, you know, back in the day, okay, you've got to choose between Dynamax, Megas, and Z Crystals. Like, Z, Z moves are always bottom of the tier for me. However, the more I think about them, the more I'm like, actually, I, I do like them. I just think, like, you, you followed up Megas with something that was quite possibly not as interesting. I think, lo- I think lore-wise, they're fascinating. Yes. Mechanically, they're dog tier. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I-, I think for me, like, the reason why I'm suddenly think- enjoying Zemus a lot more is, again, it's down to the anime. Like, seeing... It- it's just seeing Ash use and being like, okay, right, I kind of like all the animation and the link between you and your partner Pokemon, and that's how you unlock this powerful, you know, you know one one go in a battle move and Z, Z moves are weird because I it, it it's it's one of them where the more generations go on the more I would like to see Z moves come back mainly because they're quite easy to implement compared to the other two of yeah Dynamaxing and it feels like Z moves should still be a thing because the, it, it's not it's people say it was an instant win it's not an instant win because like you can still misplay you might not have the the you don't want to run an entire team with z z crystals it's very much specific so your opponent can counter it because you can't hit it with a super effective move like it feels like z moves like bring them back i would love to see z moves again i think the difficulty is especially in vgc you can win or lose on a z move mm. yes I think that's the that's the issue. It's like whether my opponent reads this or not swings the game. Yeah. Whether I get this off at the right time swings the game, which is not a bad thing for a mechanic, but it's maybe not what they wanted. So, random thoughts. Random random thoughts. Um I've got a question about Pokémon Worlds if you're ready to move on. Let's do it. Okay, so Jacrapid over on YouTube has said on the top of your world, if you were to enter one of the competitive Pokemon events, which would you enter and why? Connor. TCG. How- okay, I, I I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> I knew you were going to select that. Okay, it's why? T- <laughs> it's TCG. I enjoy TCG the most. It's the one I've got the most experience in. And I have practically a world championship deck now. I, oh, I, 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 I have Mew. Um, yeah. it's obviously not the same Mew that was run at the world championships. I think I'm missing, um, a couple of cards. One of the very specific ones is the, uh, earth steel stone, earth seal stone. I believe it is one of the seal stones I'm missing, which like just increases, um, consistency, but yeah, it's, it's definitely the game I have the most confidence in and I have gone to Euros now have gone to world championships and not played at those, but I have played side events against people who have been in those championships, have played at that stage, have gone to world, have achieved the ability to go to worlds. And I've played them in side matches and thrashed them. So I know I'm not like terrible. Okay, right. Sure. I think you're doing yourself a dis- you know, disservice there, Connor. I, I think you'd you'd probably do quite well. Um, if I had to pick one, there's there's a couple here, uh, and I don't know which one I want to pick. VGC, I I I have spent time in Scarlet and Violet doing double battles, and I do really enjoy it. 
but I'm not going to enter that one because I'm not I'm not great at it. I'm I'm not very good at it, um, and I haven't got the time to invest in it. I'm not going the the poking as well. It feels like one that you it's could gone. potentially just button mash. And it's gone. You're out of poking. I know. I know. Anymore. But I kind of wish it was like if you'd have gone back a year and asked this question, it probably would have been poking because a you can button mash and b also. That game is severely underrated. If you're a fan of fighting games and you're a fan of Pokemon, track down and play that game. It's a really fun experience. So, I mean, what, to be fair, last year at Worlds, you could show up and be like, hey, just, I'm going to compete yeah. internationally <laughs> at Worlds for Pokemon because they need players. Yeah, I would have. Oh, I, if I hadn't have been busy getting married, so you actually would have got... What a yeah, waste on. of time. I know. I tell you what. Um, so I'm going to go with Unite. And the reason why is because... A, I really do enjoy MOBAs. I, I, um, I'm currently playing a MOBA, and it's called Predecessor. If if you know what it is, hit me up because I freaking love this game. I've invested way too much time in this, but I do love a really good MOBA. And Pokemon Unite is one of those strange ones where every now and again I just think. I want to play this and whenever i jump into a game i main as greninja i'm in the jungle and by the time i've leveled up to frogadier i go on to just wipe the opponents because nobody seems to know how jungle works i'm in stealing my opponent's jungle i'm just leveling up evolving to greninja water shuriken wiping out opponents hitting y to kind of dash back when i'm low on health most games when i when i play as greninja i've got like somewhere between 15 and 20 kills i am just absolutely i'm usually mvp the problem is uh i don't have a team so i would want a team and that is what i would i would enter as i think Ninja Jungle and see, I'm not gonna lie. Unite. Unite is probably the one I'd be least likely to go for. Not even just because of how I feel about the game, but because it is a full-on esport now. Yes, it is more about having a team who can all play every single day because you are sponsored to play that game. That's yeah. what you do, and you yeah. show up to your warehouse. And you've got all your computers set out and you've got all your food wherever you need it and all your drinks and stuff like that. And you just run drills day in, day out. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Because that's what esports is. And I tried to explain this to some of the boys over the weekend. Like, no, these guys aren't just like playing for fun. This is what they do. Yeah. Yeah. There is a reason why when you see them there, there is no joy in their face. They are emotionless robots who are, we have practiced for this. Harsh. <laughs> but then but they're not smiling not happy until they've won they until are just they like won. they're just there and you just see the concentration on their face and they're like for them it isn't a case of oh this is really interesting they made a really good play it's like oh no i just messed up oh no Ran- I, i've learned from this random side thought for you how do you think most people play unite at championships what do you, sorry, I don't understand the question. What do you mean? How? So how the do, game, the game is available on Switch yes. or on mobile. How do you think most people play Unite? I'm going to say Switch, but wrong. Mobile. Everyone, every single one of them was playing on mobile, without fail. What? What's the competitive advantage of playing? Is there an advantage of playing on mobile? So I spoke to Baker about it. The answer he gave me was um, because the aspect ratio is different on a mobile phone. You get more. You of a see field more. View. Oh, that is a major advantage. Which is huge. That's a huge advantage and not one you would ever give up. How is that allowed? Surely you would just go... But then I guess you can't... Like, 
you can't go, oh, you need to play on the Switch because one's for people that have played and practiced on the mobile but don't own a Switch. So I don't know if that's the verified reason, but that was the reason I was given and it made sense to me. Wow. Oh, I didn't even know. I it, it it I haven't played on the phone yet because I have in the past played, you know, games on the smartphone that have been on other consoles and it's always finicky because like the joypad's on the screen, the A and B button is on the screen, it, it obscures half of what's going on. The joypad doesn't respond properly. I just but it feels like Pokemon Unite would be quite easy because you you move around with one and then you've got the your t- mm. I'm gonna have to try that. How I'm curious how. Hang that on, plays. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send you an image right now. Yeah, this is verifiably true. Just and is like, just how un- crazy it is. Unbelievably massive difference. Okay, you're I'm you're good. literally talking about another third of the screen either side. Oh, okay. So that like. Oh, that is a huge difference. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's unbelievable, isn't it? How is that allowed? Because it's available to everybody. Yeah. Because everybody can play on Switch or mobile. Whoa. Okay. And I guess actually, like the the the, the advantage as well of playing on mobile is if you are swiping. That's easier or more accurate than I guess than using the the stick. Well, the Joy Cons. Yeah, we all know how bad Joy Cons are. Yeah, and there's not really. I mean, there's third party controllers now that are pretty good, and some people will swear by the Pro controller and that. But even controllers have dead zones and things. Whereas, you know, you you touch screen it might actually just be the way to go. Maybe oh, I'm gonna have to download that. Okay. Take a look at it. Um, yep. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrobpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, or by using the hashtag goldenrobpod on Twitter. On Twitter, not X. And as usual, links down below if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, let's move on to uh, something else that was discussed at Pokemon Worlds. Uh, apparently, the Pokemon company is having conversations about how to ensure that that uh, future Pokemon games are quality products while being released on a regular release schedule. This follows a, a group interview by um, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna get this name right. Takato Yutsunomiya, the chief operating officer of the Pokemon company, who said, I'm going to read out this quote because I think it's important for what we're going to discuss and all the misquotes that are going on around this. So, I think in general, if you look at the past, the path we've taken up until now has been this consistent release. Constant release. Constant release. Always regularly releasing products on a fairly fixed kind of cadence, you might say. Always having these products able to be introduced and new experiences for our customers. And that's how we've operated up until now. I think we're still operating in that way, but there's more and more conversations as the development environments change about how we can continue to do this while making sure that we're really ensuring really quality products are being introduced. So... My first question, I think, to you, Connie, is do you think this has anything to do with the release of Scarlet and Violet and some of the critiques that it is that it had? 
I think it 100% does. I think if it didn't, what a coincidence. Mm. Mm. No, it has to. It has to be. And I've said this over and over again. Game Freak are not our friends. Game Freak itself is a company and it's there to make money and its bottom line will rule out and pushing out these games is not hurting their bottom line at this moment. In fact, Scotland Violet sold like gangbusters. So why would they learn from it? But behind the company are people and people who want to make a good product, who want to make a good game, who want to please an audience and want to have something they can be proud of. It sounds like the people are finally sat down and gone. What are we doing, guys? Like, what is this really how we want to be known? Because we got away with it up until now. But I don't know if that's going to work forever. It's now cool. the, the, the bit I have to get across here, because, again, as you said, there's been so many misquotes of this. This doesn't confirm anything. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This this is so non-committal. Yeah, this is very much a yeah. We we had conversations about it. We we talked about it in the office that one time. We chatted and was like, oh yeah, people are complaining about the quality, but we do release a lot of games. That that's it. That's all this says. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to change. <clears throat> no. So. So we, we've had roughly a new generation every three years. Yeah. With the exception of one or two where, like, between Diamond and Pearl and Black and White, it, it was four years. But, like, mm-hmm. the, I, all I've got in front of me is the year dates. For all I know, it could have been the start of a year and an end of a year. So it isn't actually four years. It's, like, you know, that weird no, I middle think, ground. I think Black and White was the one that was later. Delayed slightly. Yeah. Um and and another little uh, statistic for you. over the over the past twenty seven years since they started publishing there's only been seven years when Game Freak has not released a new main series game okay this strategy obviously works for them they're not going to slow down because like you said at the end of the day what they want is they want that money they're a company they want that money and unfortunately as long as people keep buying those games. They will continue to go, this is working, let's pump it out. However, I do still, you know, maintain, and this is something I never really thought about until we started doing the podcast and you brought it up, is that the there will be people at the company, the developers, the, the you know, creators of this game, that love what they do. They love these Pokemon games and developing and building them. And I'd imagine that the frustration for them is, ah, there's all this that we set out and aim to do and we've fallen short of what we wanted to accomplish. And that almost to me is the crux of what they're saying here is no, the, the teams will get the same time that they always get. There will be strict deadlines. They will be forced to make sure that the game is ready for that deadline to get out because from that game release follows everything else, the TCG the plushies, the, the, literally every every other piece of merchandise. Yeah. This, to me, almost feels like... I think the, 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 the key here is the conversations they've had. They have probably had conversations within the company going, okay, you've still got to meet the deadlines, but what can you do to bring the level of quality up? And that might be a case of, okay, we get a handful of extra staff in, 
Uh, we potentially bring in extra help from other companies on a contract basis. I think that is more what this is aiming towards. I definitely do not think this is them saying they will slow down. That is, I just don't see that happening. I do not see them turning around and going, yeah, we're going to move away from a new game every three years until the day, and it won't happen, the day where they release a Pokemon game and it just just flatlines. There, there is that It's the lowest selling Pokemon game in existence. I think that is the only way that they would ever go okay, yeah, we're going to move away from three years and maybe go four or five years. I don't see that happening, though, because, like you say, Scarlet and Violet, despite all the issues, despite the, you know, the, the not negative reviews, but a lot of the reviews were just kind of, meh. It's and fun. Yet, it's, it's a fun game, but not a good game. Yeah. I think it was uh, the one we landed on. Yeah. And but still, even then, it still broke records for Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. This feels to me like... Okay, as a company, what's the minimum amount we can invest in this game in the next generation of games to see the profit that we want? And that yeah. might be, yeah, let's just hire an extra couple of people. There you go. Shut everyone up. Do I think it'll make a difference? No. Um, I, I think that this to me, and I don't know. Uh, so this this comes courtesy of comicbook.com, uh, and it was a group interview. So I just... I'm not sure. Sh- this kind of feels like someone was maybe just put on the back foot of, oh, we got asked a question. Let's just give a non committal answer that feels like an answer in the moment, but it's it's not. So, again, looking at this, it's coming from comicbook.com itself. Uh, they were essentially asked whether there was a specific schedule that the Pokemon brand was beholden to when it came to the release of the new Pokemon games. So, that almost feels like to me they were digging for the. You have to release the games for everything else. Yeah, is is that why is that why it's three years? Yeah, and you know that was kind of almost hinted at in the answer. Uh, always having these products able to be introduced and new experience for our customers—that's just how we've operated up until now. You know that very like products is a very broad term. Doesn't say games. Doesn't mm-hmm. say having new games available. He says products. It's yeah. it's everything that comes with it. It is the mill that is Pokemon. It is the 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 product mill that is Pokemon. It's not going to change. It's it. I I have zero. I've got zero hope left. God, that's disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> this, this I'll tell you what, mate. This podcast has broken me. Having to actually research <laughs> this, having to actually research this stuff on a weekly basis and see yeah. over and over and over again how much this company actually does let its fan base down yeah and how yeah. much like i was all happy to be part of the hype on the lead up to it and i think i got burned so hard by this game it's broken me a little bit yeah it, it, because this was the first time we'd ever because sword and shield obviously we we were we were in the youtube space but it wasn't like we needed to do a deep dive on it we didn't need to review it Scotland Violet was like we 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 got we were on that journey from start to finish and we're still in that in that journey but like the 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 base game like say it came out and suddenly it was like this this slow ramp up to a massive crescendo and then oh, it just kind of dropped just fizzled. off. It was like oh, okay right it it it's fun but it's not not what we were sold on or what we what we thought. 
what um, we thought we were sold on. And yeah. uh, I, I still think a lot of that wasn't necessarily on me. I'm still convinced they showed us that's a Viper and Zangus interacting the wild. I'm sure they showed us that's a Titan yeah. chasing away yeah. a Cub Chew. That wasn't in my imagination. They, There's verifiable <laughs> footage that that is supposed to happen in game, and it doesn't. doesn't. Sort it out, Game Freak. You got it DLC doesn't. coming out. You show me that the Pokemon interact with each other in the wild. I'll buy it. That's all it takes. Sorry. <laughs> you just want you just want Pokemon to interact. I do. You, need, you just need you, to you play. You could have sent me around with you, a camera okay. and you, right. have a whole like right. side quest. That yeah, how okay. do Pokemon actually so, behave like Pokemon in the wild? Don't sell me. Oh, you're gonna get all the stars back, and you're gonna get to see in the wild for the first time. Sure, just make them act like they're in the wild. <laughs> anyway, how are you, Ben? I, I'm very wild, but I'll, honestly, Connor, I think I think what you need to do is just play Pokemon Snap when it's released every twenty years, and I think you'll be happy. <laughs> just, 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 we'll come back and do a Pokemon Snap review every twenty years when a new one yeah, comes sure, out. Uh, but, I haven't played Snap. I probably but, should play Snap. No, I need to play the new new one as well. I love the old one. Need to play the new one. Um, I think one of the things in in this in this quote that is maybe throwing a, a few people is where it says that's how we've operated up until now, which feels almost like a we're putting a stop to it, and this is the way new way moving forward. But like it's immediately followed up by i think we're still operating in that, in that way. way yeah <laughs> and i think it's one of those weird things where you know when sometimes you 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 answer a question but you do it in the wrong tense and the, that can be misleading when actually like how we've operated up until now is basically get, hit him going no the up until right now, we're, we're right now in this moment. You're asking me this question about now in this moment, and that's how I'm going to answer it. I think, I think if this if this had been a written statement that had been sent out on any piece of news platform, it wouldn't have been written that way. It wouldn't have had we're operating up to now. It's just in the moment he said it in that way because you know people talk in different ways and use different words. And this is also coming through a translator. Exactly. Like, I, I, I honestly think this statement is very much them just confirming, yeah, it's worked up until now. We're going to continue doing that. Um, if we need to invest a little bit more in Game Freak to get it over the line, we will do. But we're not going to be out to that, and we're not going to promise we will do it. Or if it comes to crunch time and we need to maybe get a couple of extra hands, we will do. That, yeah, that's this, what this, this feels this, like. This is very much not somebody saying, oh, we don't like the way it's running right now. We're going to change it. It's somebody saying, people don't like the way it's running right now. We're going to see what we can do to keep it the way it is, but make those people shut up. <laughs> yeah, we'll create That's how I read it. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a forum. We'll get them all to join, sign up to the forum. We'll get their contact details of where they live. <laughs> and then we'll threaten him with legal action. We're, ha we're having conversations. Having conversations. We're having hitman, 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 hitman. hitman. <laughs> yeah, send a ditto to the house. Like, oh, hey, mom. <laughs> uh, I heard like, you've been talking bad things about Pokemon, bro. Uh, it'll be like it'll be like you know Terminator Two when they're on the phone. It's like, oh, how's Fluffles or wherever the dog is? And oh, Fluffles is fine. And Arnie's just like. <laughs> Your family are dead. Like that's that's literally what Pokemon <laughs> Company is going to do with yep. all these people. Yep. Let's move on to another question we have had again on YouTube. Seriously, people, like over on the podcast listening, you, you, you're slacking. 
get some questions in on Gmail. You, you know what to do. Anyway, Tony said, can you come up with your own original Pokemon off the lore and design of some of the those classic monsters? So come with some of the examples. Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, Creature of the Black Lagoon, and there are more. You said you had a really good answer for this. So I did. Um, it doesn't technically ask the question because it said come up with an original Pokemon. Um, there is from the gold beta. Uh, mm. We were supposed to get a Wolfman Pokemon. Oh, okay. So it's a, it was an ice type Pokemon um, that had an adorable little baby form, which looks like somebody inside a wolf uh, fur. And then it evolved into a big sort of burly bloke inside a wolf. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, please um, do. All really I'm imagining, need... I'm sorry, all I'm imagining is like a machoke wearing like a wolf's no. outfit. Not quite. It's a really cool looking Pokemon. Oh. I was a big fan of it when I came across it in the um, Gold 97 uh, yes. ROM hack. Yeah. Good game. We're well worth playing. I'd just love to see this thing come back. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird design because the first one kind of I look at and just see Clefairy and the second one I see Sandslash. Yeah, it's the claws. Yeah, it's the claws. But I, I do kind of like this. It's a, it's a really Actually, why have we not had something like this? Because it's a really unique design. If you want to know what we're talking about, by the way, because I'm too lazy of an editor when it comes to this podcast to throw <laughs> this stuff up on the YouTube screen. Just go and Google Wolfman Pokemon Gold Beta. There you go. You'll see where we're at. Yeah, I I like that, and I think it's a really good answer. Um, I so when when this when this was when I saw this, uh, my first thought was I'd love to see a Chimera Pokemon. Only to realize when I did a bit of googling, Tyke Null is basically that. It's got a couple of different yeah. features. It's it's a really unique design, which does look like it fits that. But I think actually, what one of the ones that I would love to see is um. Um, I used to, I still do play Final Fantasy, and in Final Fantasy, there's a monster called uh, a cockatrice, which, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a mythical beast that's essentially part dragon, part uh, rooster, for lack yeah, of a better word. Effectively, yeah. And you know what? Going back to what we were saying earlier about Torchic potentially being, you know, the the next Pokemon in Legends, and I mentioned about a fire dragon type. Let's get, let's do that. It's got the dragon aspect when it evolves, and you could go for the rooster because it's obviously that you know that kind of family of the 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 chick. So yeah, I I want to see a I want to see a cockatrice Pokemon for. Weren't we kind of expecting a cockatrice to be in Scarlet and Violet? I can't remember. Does now, it looking back? Does it follow the Chinese uh, calendar year where we got? Oh, we don't care about that anymore because Fue Coco ruined that. Fray Coco did, in fact, and if you don't that. think Fray Coco ruined that because bull is what male crocodiles are called, or That's too it's actually the nah. snake, and the snake wasn't oh, give over. It wasn't a thing. It was a cool idea, but it doesn't work. It, no, unfortunately not. Um, let's move on to the next uh, bit of news about the illegal mon controversy, which will l- nicely lead us into Devil's Advocate. Do you want to just kind of set the scene on? What happened? So we got a note basically from one of the players on Twitter saying, hi, I've been disqualified. Um, Why? Because a couple of his Pokemon had been genned in. Uh, He had apparently asked a reputable trader 
for a, I believe it was two Pokemon from Legends Arceus. They were traded over to him. He thought nothing of it. Took him to the competition. Played. Got found out that these were hacked mons. Got disqualified. Okay. That's the story. Um, judging by the memes I have seen as well, <laughs> there's an uh, there's an argument about uh, Lunatone as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so again, so I follow a uh, a meme group on Facebook, not Lunatone, uh, Lu Lunala. No, I'm saying Lunala. The other one, Cresselia. 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 Right. Okay. Not no, nothing to do with Luna. Um. Uh, Cresselia because Cresselia has if you want Cresselia to have zero speed IVs and zero attack IVs so that you can run it in trick room really well and it's not as damaged by confusion or foul play the idea of having these Pokemon ridiculously difficult to like encounter over and over and over again and randomly get these IVs it's so difficult that if you really want them, the only way is to generate them. So there's been a lot of discussion going on in the Pokemon community whether generating Pokemon should just be legal. Mm. And before we get into Devil's Advocate, because some people still don't know how this section works. (laughs) Do they know? Ben and I are going to argue two sides of the story here. Neither of us are going to make arguments we necessarily agree with. <laughs> All right? That's why it's called Devil's Advocate. <laughs> we we have both made points in the past that you said, we somebody... think that Pokemon should be... We think that Pokemon should have a generation system. <laughs> I think they should have a system in place where you can generate Pokemon in-game and then compete with them. However, that being said, the rules, as they are at the moment, are you sh- not allowed to have any hack Pokemon at all in your world team. Those are the rules. That's it. That's the end of the story. Whether you think that's okay or not, doesn't matter. Yep. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Whether you think that's the people aren't getting to play on an even playing field, doesn't matter. Those are the rules. And as a now. company <laughs> that's hosting it, they have the right to enforce the rules for the competition they are hosting with the games that they make. Ultimately. Yep. You were going to say something, Connor, oh, I, I really interrupted. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, you gonna, just, you were going to go on to rant, I, you? I, I'm just looking at these players who got disqualified now. Are they all just... Okay, are, are they all just... <laughs> uh, so you got Brady Smith, who was the person we talked about, who mm-hmm. uh, tried to get his friend to move Pokemon, or not necessarily his friend, a reputable trader to move Pokemon over from Legends Arceus because they didn't own Legends Arceus. Um, oh, okay. So they didn't have Legends Arceus and they didn't have their copy of Sword and Shield. So they couldn't get Landorus and they couldn't get Urshifu. So somebody traded them over to him. Turned out those Pokemon were hacked. Ooh. Um, so we then got... So, I'm just going to read this. While a lot of players have been caught out, fr- uh, Federico Camporesi, who was also the runner-up at the 2020 World Championships, 
was still able to make it through to the second day after a hacked Hisui region ground type Ursaluna was removed from his party. How does that work? Wait, was so Toro... they... So, no idea. I have I've as much with... information as I That's just so gave you. weird. Right, okay. <laughs> was 4-0 at Worlds, but they removed my Ursaluna since it was modified and gave me a game loss for the Swiss round I just won. So I had to play a game three without the best Pokemon in that matchup, and this led to a loss. I made day two at Worlds 3-1, 5-1 with five mons. I'm so happy. So they took the Pokemon away from him and gave him a game loss. Does that mean... Okay, so let's say you go into a certain bracket for a win... Well, we're going to count that you lost the last one, which means you drop down or move so, to a different so, bracket. So, so in that Swiss round, because it's best of three. Okay. Um, so he was 2-0 two, two up, got given a game loss, so had to go to game three. He won that match regardless. It went to day two with a hacked Pokemon? So why are some people getting disqualified and some people being allowed to continue? Does it depend on how many? Because if you've got three Pokemon that are technically illegal, you have no longer have a viable team of four. Because you need a minimum of four. If you've lost one Pokemon, you've still got five, which means you can bring four of them to a battle. It's a bit like football. If you turn up and you've only got eight players, the referee's going to go, well, we're abandoning the game you're losing because you haven't got the minimum amount of plays required to start the game. I guess. That's how I'd imagine that works. So the people that are disqualified, the the ones that are kicking up the fuss are the ones that didn't get to play because they had more than, more than two illegal mons. I have no idea. Okay. I, I literally, I couldn't even begin to speculate on it. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just interesting that there's a difference. I'd have assumed it was you brought hacked Pokemon, you go home now. Yeah. But apparently some people are still being allowed to compete, just not with those Pokemon. <clears throat> okay. Okay. That is, that's interesting. I thought it was a case of, no, you've got an illegal Mon, you, you disqualify from the competition, go home. Doesn't matter if it's one, doesn't matter if it's six. But apparently that's not what's happened. What's happened is, I think I think it's what I've said. If you've got a north legal here, one, here, here's the crazy bit though that okay. spins me out. Why is this happening? What when people are already in Japan? Yeah, surely you. How hard is it to like, you know, you register these teams? We have the worldwide internet. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. trade them over. Yeah, you trade them. You trade them to a check system. I mean, don't get me wrong, there will inevitably be people who'd be like, I didn't get my Pokemon back. Mm. But then the Pokemon company just generate them for you, so it's fine. Surely it'd be simple as, like, why would you not just do it? They've got Pokemon home. Like, okay, right, get Pokemon home. Even if you've just got the basic box, you need six slots. You put six slots in, you give us your account details. We, we clone those Pokemon. We double check them. Yeah, they're all legal. Go ahead. Oh, this one you can't use. Okay, well, that still gives me time to kind of figure out. But maybe maybe as a company, though, they want people to turn up because it's almost like, uh, well, you shouldn't have done that. You've wasted, now you've wasted your time, your money on top of our time. 
I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that, but that kind of feels like they could be doing it that way. Yeah. I don't it's- know. It it feels it feels risky for anybody who is yeah yeah like generating these Pokemon and just hoping to get away with it yeah it, it's a, it's a bizarre scenario like don't get me wrong like I feel for somebody that is gone I don't own Legends Arceus I don't own Sword and Shield I don't want to spend sixty pounds eighty pounds what whatever the the cost of those games are now I, I I feel for that because it is annoying that okay to keep up with the meta and the competitive scene I need to own all the previous games. Okay, I, I get that. If I'm going to a competition, there is no way in hell that I am asking somebody to send me over a Pokemon that I will then use. Like, I, I it is so easy to generate Pokemon. I've seen how it's done. I've seen how easy it is. There is no way in hell I am risking that. Like, like, like that is bizarre. Like, that is absolutely bizarre. But what's the alternative then? Again, well, yeah. up, again, talking about this Cresselia. This Cresselia is only available in Legends Arceus. So you've got to buy another game. You have to buy another game mm-hmm. from the game that you're competing in, which doesn't happen in esports. Yeah, true. Could you, you, you could just, you imagine yeah. somebody playing League and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you also played Smite? Yeah, yeah. Dota like, 2. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. Yeah. You're playing Dota 2, but did you not transfer the three heroes from Dota? No, yeah. no. <laughs> like, yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah, any other game you but you buy the one game, and you have access to everything every other player has. You know, oh, I'm playing FIFA 2024, but because I played FIFA 2023, I get to conf- I get to bring my whole team over uh, with better stats. It just doesn't, and it just doesn't happen. So it's it's a weird argument on that point. We're really not doing Devil's Advocate properly here. <laughs> Can we move into Devil's Advocate? No, I want to continue this conversation. Okay, so again, this the idea of this Cresselia, it's only available in Legends Arceus at the moment, unless you bring it up from a previous generation. Yeah. So as far as Switch is concerned, you can get in Legends Arceus. And again, if you want the right IV spread, you're talking about like grinding for it. I'm not sure if there's a way to get your IVs lowered. There is. There are berries that you can use in most Pokemon games, along with other ways. But it's it, someone that's, that's done your it for EVs. Oh, Ivies. Ivies. No, you can't lower Ivies. Ivies are just like you breed you breed the Pokemon Pokemon. or catch a Pokemon, and that is what it gets. Yeah. So you can't Uh, breed it because it's a legendary. There's one in the game. No, there 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 are you can use bottle caps. Bottle caps allow you to boost the um To boost? To max out. Yes. But lowering them. Not to set to zero. No, so if you wanted a zero base B Cresselia, like you said, because of Trick Room, you would have to literally Encounter it, catch it, check its stats, reset the game, or save the game, depending on, is it good enough, is it not? Mm-hmm. There's Which, a lot of time commitment. There may be people sitting at home going, yeah, if you want the right Cresselia, that's what you got to do. And there's an argument that comes up of skill versus time investment. Does having more time to invest in the game to do something like that mean you're a more skilled player? Because you're not breeding. Like, I, I will sit here and say, yeah, there's there's an argument to be said for breeding. Yeah, you that's... breed a Pokemon with the right IVs, you breed the Pokemon to have the right move set, and then you level it up and you EV train it. I'll, I will sit here and say, yeah, that takes skill. That takes game knowledge. 
I think it's frustrating as hell, but I think they've made it easier over the years. Yeah. But when there are just some Pokemon that are just better because they're just born better and they're legendary Pokemon and you only get one per game and the only way to get the right one is to roll that dice over and over and over and over again. It, that is time. It's time. It's There is zero skill. skill involved in that. Well, no. Wow. Depends on how quick you can <laughs> reset the game. Is that sure. Skill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, well, it has, has to be skill. You know, speedrunning is a thing. It is. Yeah. Um, and that's not to take away from speedrunners. I genuinely, like, speedrunning is a thing. Being able to press buttons at the right time is a real skill. Oh, I, I have watched some speedruns of Pokemon. It's abs- I've learned some things from that. Like, it, that is skill. Like, memorization and learning things and knowing things. And, again, luck as well. Um, which I think this is the, this is the problem with Pokemon is that like if you look at uh, you know a, a Call of Duty tournament, it's as far as I'm aware, it's not luck what guns you have available or it, it like it, it's it's literally you have access to everything and it's it's a matter of skill at that point because everyone is on a level playing field. Whereas this, yeah. like, you're already not on a level playing field if you just have Skyline Violet. Yeah. Because you have that, less that's, Pokemon that's a, to pull That's from. a crazy thought in and of itself. You buy a game, you try to compete in that game, other people can beat you because they have other games? That's a stupid format. Yeah. And the thing is, we weren't even supposed to have that this year. Realistically, the first year a game comes out, you should be playing uh, regional decks only. Which is what they did with... with- Scotland which they've done with every with. single with them with every okay. single other game. This is the first game where they've gone. No, 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 home Pokemon included. Ooh, which, yeah, rough. Um, okay, let's let's with with that all set up, let's go into Devil's Advocate. Okay, so uh, the, the the prompt is: Should we should we be allowed Jenning in Pokemon in the competitive scene? Connor is arguing that it's not okay and it shouldn't be allowed. I'm going to be arguing that it's okay and should be allowed. Now I know I'm probably biting myself in the bum a little bit here by saying I've probably got the easier of the one to to argue. I don't know if that's the case now. Thinking about, it, but I'm going to start if that's okay. It's the it's the one we probably have Both more of agreement with. Yes. So I think in that case okay. it's yeah. potentially easier, but I might buy it myself. But I'll start the argument, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So based on everything that we have just said, Jennings should be allowed because it levels the playing field. It lowers the barrier of accessibility coming in. It enables more people to just pick up a game. Maybe not even pick up a game. Maybe just pick up Showdown, an online system where you don't need to pay any money. Um, and it basically means that it creates a plain, a, 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 a fair uh, playing field for everybody. No one's at an advantage. No one's at a disadvantage. That's my opening argument. Okay. simple. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah, no, fair. Don't argue yourself into a quarter like you've done before. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, that's not the game Pokemon want you to play. There are, as as I've stated just a moment ago, there is skill in breeding Pokemon. If if every Pokemon could just be generated in, a lot of the effort that's gone into making breeding easier, making uh, egg moves a thing 
that you can discover and you can work out making ivs and evs even in the game it all feels very pointless if you just they just become numbers on a sheet they're not supposed to be numbers on a sheet they're supposed to be individual values they're supposed to separate your pokemon from my pokemon it's supposed to make you feel like oh this is my umbreon that carried me to worlds this is the one that i hatched from an egg as an eevee i looked at its stats or i bred it to get the right stats with the ditto that i got in from a different country so that i could do the masuda method and it's shiny for that reason and then i sat there and i put the right item on it and I trained it up against the right Pokemon, and it's now built exactly the way I want it, and I've trained it so that it will specifically take this move from this Pokemon and survive. I've got its move spread sorted, I've got it all done, and I've spent hours and hours and hours meticulously designing this Pokemon. Do you think you're a better player because you typed a couple of numbers into a generator? No, but I'm probably a smarter one for wasting less time is is what i'd argue because ultimately because i played the game yes because you, you did play the game and you you were able so to, you should be rewarded for playing the game less i don't i don't think the reward is at that point i think the reward is winning the competition surely if we're talking about jenningen is ultimately a, we're talking about in the competitive scene here mm-hmm. okay Absolutely. And the, the, the reward for for most players i think would be I don't care how I got that Pokemon. I don't care about the story of this Pokemon. I don't care that I took, you know, I hatched it by breeding these certain Pokemon. This is a Pokemon that I've bought with me since Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and having to get the right Ditto with the right nature and whatnot. For I don't care about that. What I care about is that crown at the end. I want to see myself in top four, top two, runner up, whatever it might be. And I've got to maximize the use of my time because we've we've established that. For the most part, it isn't about skill. It is about time. It's about com- time commitment. And for some people, they will just care about, okay, if I can now gen in Pokemon, it allows me more flexibility to try out new strategies, try out new Pokemon. And I think that's part of the problem we have with the competitive scene at the moment is both at this Worlds and the previous Worlds, we've seen that the majority of players just bring the same core team of Pokemon. And I can't help but feel that maybe that isn't down to the fact that they are the best Pokemon or part of the meta. It's because people haven't got time to experiment with the meta. If you made it easier to gen in Pokemon, we might see more unique random teams with you know unique move sets unique abilities unique moves because people have had that flexibility and time to to just try new things and experiment which unfortunately if you're having to go through the methods you have to go now with breeding grinding hunting down items and things like that and it, it it, it puts a time constraint on people that want to enter these competitions. Okay, I'm going to disagree with every argument you've just made. There. Okay. It's it's very easy for you to turn around and go, uh, that the, the training doesn't matter, the breeding doesn't matter, it doesn't give me any sense of accomplishment. Yeah, because you haven't done it. It's very easy to be like, oh, there's no reward for that. I should just be able to gen in and get the same thing out of it. If you haven't done it, you can't tell me you don't get anything out of it. It's 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 literally it's like saying, oh well, I should just have the skill to be a, a professional football player. I shouldn't have to put in the years of training. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to. 
I, sh- I should just be on a level playing field with everyone else. It's a ridiculous statement. And then the idea that, oh, well, I, if, I, if I have to breed all my Pokemon, I'll have no time to train. I'll have no time to practice with them. That's what Showdown for. It exists. And it's allowed to keep running specifically for this reason, so that people can try these teams, so that people can generate their Pokemon, so that they can work them out and get their team down exactly how they want it. They can fiddle around with all the numbers, and then they can go, right, that's the team I want. Let's go make it. Let's go through the process. Let's do it right. Because it's easy to do. Again, IVs on legendary Pokemon aside, everything else is really easy. And legendaries weren't even available, um, I think, outside of like, well, that's not true. You got Landorus and Tornadus and Cresselia and stuff like that. But outside of that, so much of it has become simpler. You've got bottle caps, you've got mints, you've got your berries and stuff that'll shift all your stats around. It's all available to you. They made it easier and easier and easier and easier. And people will argue over and over again. Oh, but it's too much. And it's like, at what point is it too much? And at what point are you too lazy? And if you're too lazy, don't compete. You're not, you're not welcome here. If you don't want to play the game, you don't get to, you don't get to play the game. That's it. I can't, I can't wait for the comments about calling people lazy, but I completely get why you, why you've got that. So I, I quite like the fact that you pulled up the, the footballer analogy, but the difference is with footballers is that like, it doesn't matter how much time I could, I could have a thousand hours to spend training for football. I'm not going to be better than Ronaldo was at 16. Like, unfortunately, there is a skill issue. And for me, in Pokemon, competitive, the, the skill is knowledge, ultimately. It's what you know in your head. It's having the understanding of the type matchups, the, how much damage a certain move does, and things, like, uh, and things like that, which you can take aside from the time. It's almost like you've got two elements of time. You've got time spent on knowledge and understanding the Pokemon, the moves, the abilities, like... Okay, will I live that depending on what nature I have? But then you have the time that is just the busy work, just the, okay, we've made this easier for you. Like, at what point does Game Freak just bite the bullet and go, okay, the reason we've been making it easier is because we realize that the barrier of entry is just way too high, and it's about time that we bought it down. And the next step is to just go, you know what? Yeah, let's just give you the ability to create the mons that you want, because we can we can split that from skill. While we can genuine the Pokemon that you want, you can't create unrealistic Pokemon. You can't give them broken abilities or moves. You can't randomize what they can learn. And therefore, there is still the competitive aspect becomes then more about skill than it does time. Okay, well, TCGs again, that's more about knowledge. If I know every deck and I know how all the cards interact and I know my sequencing then it's got nothing to do with the time investment. It's got nothing to do with how long I spend uh, cracking packs and looking for the cars I want, how long I spend uh, building my specific deck, how lo- how much money I spend on every particular car. I should just be able to bring proxies. It's the same card. It's As long as it's printed exactly the same, it's, it doesn't matter, right? Every, every, every deck uh, world should just be a proxy deck. Nobody should actually buy these. Game Freak, you know what? We Game know Freak, why, we, should, we, should, we shouldn't have to pay for these games. Let's just, let's just play all of Pokemon VGC on, on Showdown. Screw it. Nobody even needs to own Scarlet and Violet anymore. And then Game Freak can continue, and the Pokemon company can continue to pay for worlds. And they can continue to hold these events for all these people. And just, just get no money from anyone. That's, that's how that works, right? 
Well, unfortunately, <laughs> any other any other gaming convention, any other gaming league that that goes on, typically you just have the one game. You have the latest Call of Duty. Dota has been running for how long? League of Legends, Smite, they've been running for that long. They're getting, they're able to get money from alternative methods such as okay, it's. Uh, character cosmetics pokemon is the only gaming series where you get penalized for not having previous games because it it creates another barrier of entry as to whether or not you can compete whether or not you have a chance because okay right you've bought scarlet and violet but we've already seen the example of people can't get the hisuian pokemon readily easily or unfortunately so in, a, in a way that's legal yeah that's absolutely fine for some people. Uh, we we know that we have, um, you know, uh, there's barriers to entry in all sports. I just talked about TCG costing money to buy the cards to buy the decks. That's uh, there is a barrier to entry to all sports. Agreed. You try, but you typically, try take skill, play. not no, no, money. No, no, it's not. That's not the world we live in. Motorsport is a thing. <laughs> Sorry, I you was know? talking about esports more than I was. Uh, well, that's fine. But, but you, yeah, no, no, no. We talk about sports. You know, there are still football. We can talk about football. Football is a game that's only won with money. Skill only goes so far. It's all about buying players. Yeah, but we can't gen in players because cloning apparently isn't allowed. <laughs> Uh, proof stem cell research. Anyway, not the point we're making. <laughs> right, we've run out of time. Should we do closing arguments if that's okay? Sorry to jump in. Oh God, we are actually. Um, we're, we're coming up to two hours. So closing <sighs> arguments. Uh, I started it, so I should go first, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, just to recap, basically what I've said is that unfortunately, Pokemon, because of the how long it has been running for, it has become this massive monolith of games and pokemon that are just distributed so sporadically across generations and platforms and games that it makes it really difficult uh to unfortunately bring across a unique team that you want to and it means that we are seeing more and more um of the same teams by opening up genning and allowing people to just experiment more, it becomes more about the knowledge and the skill rather than the time investment, which unfortunately for some people, adults, myself included, doesn't get a lot of time to game. It means that I would be able to actually create my own team on, for example, Scarlet and Violet rather than having to spend my time, unfortunately, just borrowing other people's competitive teams rather than just having the flexibility, creativity, and freedom to build my own. If you haven't got time, you don't deserve to be on a world stage simple as that like you're 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 putting in time to playing the game you're putting in time to build your team you're putting in time to test the team you're already putting in time stop telling me that time there's no time if you're at world championship level you've got time and the pokemon company is saying to you outright some of that time needs to be spent building your team or getting your team traded to you by somebody who's not absolute garbage <laughs> and it's just going to get you disqualified <laughs> I, I they they've made it easier and easier and easier over the years, and people still complain. I I don't I don't the, unless unless they bow down and give people what they want, we're going to hear these complaints every year. And the difference is, it's not the game that Pokemon want you to play. And we all know that Pokemon are very steadfast in no. This is the experience we want to build. That's why there's no Nuzlocke mode. That's why there's no Nuzlocke mode in Pokemon. It's not the game we want you to play. It's not our Pokemon. 
we, we're selling a game. If you want to compete in it, this is the way you compete in it. Don't like it. Go elsewhere. That was very, really rough. I I got very passionate about something I did. really didn't agree with. <laughs> no, I know. I, you know what? I, for, for the regular listeners that you know who you are over on YouTube, um, I, I want you to let us know which one you agree with, but which one you thought won that argument. I think yeah. because some people might go, well, Ben won. Yeah, because you agree with me. That's not the point of Devil's Advocate. It, it's about, unfortunately, sometimes... Who fought, you, who fought it harder. <laughs> yeah, who was more passionate, which is definitely Connick. It's always Connick. For some reason, yeah, it's standard. always <laughs> I just love an argument, mate. That's all it comes <laughs> down to. I, 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 like this, I like this section, because I just get to go, ah! <laughs> Just get to shout, which I absolutely love. Uh, we'll skip the guessing game this week, because we are coming up close to pretty much two hours at this point. It's going to be really weird when we do the guessing game next week, because the three Pokemon are based on... They were relevant weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, really interesting. Uh, Should we wrap up the episode? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. That's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just top dollar, aren't you? Kai, where can we find you? You can find my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. And you can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. Uh, before we go, we'd really appreciate it if you left a like, if you're listening on YouTube, or if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choosing, leave a review. We'd always appreciate it, uh, as it really helps us out. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. I don't think you're lazy. You're wonderful people.